Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Von Don, along with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Hello, how are you? Not bad, not bad at all. Um, so unfortunately, our, our third normal host, Addison Elko, could not be here today due to prior obligations. Um, so we did try to fill the void, like we said a couple of episodes ago. The level of handsome was significantly cut down, and it, it showed in the viewers. There were significantly less viewers. So in order to combat that, we asked initially Scott Hansen to come on. Mm-hmm. He was not available. Um, number two was Ariana Grande, um, just because she's gorgeous and I wanted to talk to her. Um, she was also unavailable. Mm. So we settled on the, uh, our, our Dutch cohort, Greg Muller. Uh, Greg, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. No, no problem at all. It's been a, it's been a while. I think it's been, uh, I think we said 37 episodes since you were last on. Yeah, I think it was the combine episode from two years ago since uh this year never material art uh material uh what yeah you get it materialized um so yeah i'm happy to be back i'm happy to talk about some uh dynasty football with you guys yeah well the yeah, real, the, uh, the real story is you. uh you know we did we didn't actually ask ariana grande and we didn't ask scott hansen although that would have <laughs> been cool um the real story is i got a text from a weird number with like spaces in it like a plus sign and it was uh i was confused as to who it was and to my surprise it was crazy dutch bastard and uh greg muller and so he he actually volunteered to come on the pod and it's nice to have a guest and it's uh you know it's nice to have him back yeah i mean i i knew that addy had the prior obligations and i wasn't sure about eric's availability so i wanted to get the content out there this week so Figured out a volunteer. It'll be a nice little surprise to uh, the rest of the league to hear your voice. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's tough when ads doubtful and I'm questionable. You know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of injury report popping. It's true. Yes, yes. But like I said, next man up. Um, so that being said, let's jump into some news and notes. Um, and we'll dive into the episode. So we wanted to start a little mix-up this week and just talk about some general NFL issues or items. And we're going to start with the, the topic of coach. So John Gruden is going full blow up. Um, and like I said, we didn't really know what he was doing at first. Some suspect decisions. You assume when you have a player like Camille Mack, Khalil Mack, you build around him just because he's, he's a generational talent. He's easily as, as elite gets at this point in the NFL. And he's blowing it up. There's even rumors of Amari Cooper getting traded, Derek Carr getting traded. So at this point, no one's really safe. Well, um, I'll pass this one to Greg. Greg, what are your thoughts on what Gruden's doing? Um, do you think it improves any any specific player's value if they get traded or if they bring someone in? What, what are your thoughts here overall? Well, I think overall is that I think this is the first time in the NFL history that a coach has had this much long-term job security. So I think he's trying something that's never really been possible to have been done before with he wants a complete clean slate, I think. Carr is going to be gone when his contract's up. Amari, if they can, they're asking for a first. I don't think they'll they'll get that. So, if they trade him for a second and a fifth or something, that's good for them. But I think he's cleaning everybody out, and he wants to get his own young quarterback in there, maybe twenty twenty class, and just completely start over. And realistically, no one else can do that. No ownership coaches are getting a year, two years. No one has the ten-year deal that Gruden has with all the dead money that they just can't buy him out of that. So I, I'm interested to see how it plays out th- two, three years down the line. Every right now, everyone thinks he's crazy, but this is kind of like a a '76ers takes to the NFL type of deal where he's just burning it down, getting as many draft picks as he can, 
and uh, he's gonna. I don't know, I'm 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 excited to see how this plays out because it's never been done before. Trust the process. Uh, Chad, what are your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I mean, I also question if if Gruden is fits into the coaching mentality that we have in today's NFL. Like, if Sean McVay took over this Raiders team, would this team be good? Would this team be like the Rams? Because that's just the way that the NFL is evolving. And I think John Gruden is pretty old school, and he's coached old school. And he was great in the booth, but is it is is, is his skills really translating to – you know, nowadays NFL. That I don't know. Um, Value-wise, I think it can only go up for Amari if he gets traded. I mean, he's had a couple of pretty bad seasons so back-to-back uh, -back so far. Um, so if he goes to, to, like, a wide receiver needy team, if he goes to, like, say, like, the, the 49ers and with Garoppolo next year, I think he would his value would skyrocket. So, you know, I think there's some definitely, definitely some pieces that could benefit from being traded. Yeah, I agree there. Um, I, I, I'm leaning on the side of Gruden's favor in, in this particular situation. Like I said, I think with a clean slate, with his own system in there, with his own guys in there, I, I think he can do well. And like I said, I, that's been my biggest gripe with the Browns over the years, is that there's no consistency. I think consistency is key across the board, and I think when you have time to develop that rapport, learn the playbook, and have familiarity with the players around you, I think it can only lead to positive things. So I'm on board officially. Obviously, I love Amari. I have loved him since he came into the league. Would love for him to be somewhere else. Um, I mean, there's even been rumored to Cleveland, but um, we'll see. I, I, I definitely, he. if I had to pick someone on the team um, that I would buy into if they were picked off or moved on, I, I would definitely pick them off as well. Craig, any, any one player you want to see move on from the Raiders and, and, and up in value? Yeah, I think uh, we're all in agreement here that Amari has too much talent being completely wasted by Derek Carr or Scheme or any number of reasons that we all want him out of there. I don't think I want him on the Browns because I don't want to wish harm on him, but <laughs> um, yeah, maybe somewhere else, maybe the, uh, the Packers get him in there in the number two role. Cause Cobb, uh, could you imagine they line up Adams and Amari across from each other? Wow. And with Rogers, uh, I mean, that would, his value would skyrocket. He'd be, at, he'd be a second round starter pick. I think minimum at the end of the year. If he went to a team like the Packers that are have a massive need at wide receiver number two, so I think I think uh, Amari is the guy that would skyrocket the most. Yep, absolutely agree. Uh, so let's move on to QB. We won't spend too much time here. There's not much news. Um, one major one is it's, it's kind of tough. You like seeing a young player start to get some reps, especially when they've had some success. I mean, they they upset the Vikings. Um, Were they recently just upset too? They had a close game with um, the Bills. The Bills just oh Green Bay was it Green Bay? No, Bills didn't play Green Bay. Green Bay just played the Forty Niners. Um, who do those? Ah, uh, we can look right, it they up. They just upset somebody. It was the it was Minnesota, and they played Minnesota. someone else very closely, or just beat them. And I can't think of it uh, off the top of my head. They played last but... week. Can't remember. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. All right. Well. Well. Anyway, Josh Allen uh, looks out to be for an extended period of time. Which is tough. You don't want to see that. Um, it looks like he was starting to do a little bit better. I mean, it's tough with the the offense is, is pathetic in Buffalo, but. You don't have much behind him, and it's kind of sad. There's an announcement that Nathan lost the locker room. Peterman made play. I think they just announced Derek Anderson is probably going to be the starter. But what do you do in this situation if you're Buffalo? Is it just a complete lost hope and you lose out? Or are you trying to just rally around a young team and try to push for some wins? What do you even do here? I don't know. 
Craig, I'll direct it to you. Oh, and it was Tennessee that the that the Bills beat. Yes, yes, yes. And with uh, regards to, I mean, Sasquatch at quarterback. I mean, when's the last time he? The last time he was relevant was what? When he had Braylon Edwards. It was like oh seven, oh eight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's not good in Buffalo. I mean, they're they beat the Titans. Josh Allen had eighty two passing yards. They lost last week. He got hurt, but it was eighty four. They're not passing the ball on anybody. They need their defense to shut teams down. So, I mean, McCoy, from a value standpoint, with the new quarterbacks, I think it's pretty unchanged because they've been pretty terrible. So it's not really going to get any worse. And I just think that whole offense is a void until further notice. I can't see anybody producing any significant value in that offense. McCoy maybe a flex play. I think what uh, we maybe we'll get into that later. But uh, McCoy, I would I would say McCoy's a flex play, and everyone else is just don't even bother considering. And maybe stream whoever they play every week on defense. So all right, so I'll I'll ask one question for you. Do you have even a dynasty hold on offense for them? Is there a any dynasty that you think a change, yeah, change of situation? Uh, like maybe, like I said, maybe they, they draft someone else, they bring a new coach in, or something happens that maybe a player under the radar that you would be stashing if you had room on the end of, end of your bench. I mean, honestly, I don't think so because they're so committed to Josh Allen. Yeah, they're you don't they took him in the top ten. He's going to be there for the foreseeable future. So I was thinking maybe a Zay Jones, but. If he's tied to Josh Allen, I can't really see too much value there. I don't know, maybe Chad. Yeah, no. Has somebody? Greg, Greg's hitting on all the points that I was going to make. Like, I do agree that McCoy is really the only asset that I would want in this whole offense, and I don't even really want McCoy. So, if I had to hold someone, like wishful thinking that they get a new coach and like a new offense, maybe Zay Jones. I was just thinking it's amazing, like, the fall from grace for Kelvin Benjamin even going there. <laughs> like, remember, yeah. he, he was, like, a top 10 receiver a few years ago. And he goes to Buffalo, and he's now, like, you know, borderline cuttable. He's just not good anymore. <laughs> so it's like they have definitely are a lost cause. And what Greg said is, like, I used a waiver on the defense that they're – facing off against this week because I think they, they will destroy 35-year-old Derek Anderson and, you know, the rest of the weapons there. Yep. No, all good points all around. Um, really no one on offense. I mean, I feel like Logan Thomas was like a name being floated around a little while ago. Uh, yeah, just you would bring him up. Botchak. Yeah, baby, you know. <laughs> They're outside of that, really, really no one I'm buying into. And then, obviously, my other my other Vatek guy on the other side of the ball, Jermaine Edmonds. Um, yeah, no one I'm really buying into. I think it's a terrible situation. I hope they lose out and get a better draft pick for next year. Um, let's move on to the 49ers across the board. We'll go QB and running back. <laughs> Tom Pockesloff Savage um, was just picked up to back up C.J. Bethard. It's really just a hopeless situation, right? Even though they played Green Bay close, it's, it's not a good situation to be in at this point. Any, any thoughts on that, Chad? Yeah, I mean, Bethard came into Green Bay, and Green Bay has a great defense, and they yeah. almost won that game. So, you know, I don't know if it was a fluke or if Bethard is actually good or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, their, their quarterbacks, their, their whole situation this year has really taken a hit with McKinnon going down with ACL, Garoppolo going down with ACL. 
Kittle's banged up. Goodwin was banged up for a while. So really all of their offensive pieces have really not been able to stay on the field. And it's a shame because I think when they're all healthy, that's a high-powered offense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tom Savage is my boy, Mr. Irrelevant in, in 2015. Pocket Sloth is a wonderful nickname, though, i got to say. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the better ones that Roto has come up with. I kind of love it. <laughs> um, so on a brighter note for the 49ers, I, 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 we have the title here, Mozart Performs Symphony Against Green Bay. Raheem Mozart gets picked up uh, as the number two waiver by Josh Maddox. What was was Mostert one of the players you were targeting? Like Chad, did you put in a waiver for him? Did you think about it? Were you going to wake up early and get him? What's the hype around around Mozart? No, I, I did not put a waiver in for him. He's been in the league for like four years and has been third string for four years. So, you know, he got very limited run uh, last year with uh, Hyde and Breda there. I don't know. I'm not sure why they decided to all of a sudden give him 10, 11 carries. It was very strange to me. But, I mean, it worked. He put up 80 yards, but will it continue? I don't know. I think he's more of just a fill-in guy uh, until they get healthy again next year. Greg, what are your thoughts? Uh, I saw a tweet a couple hours ago from somebody verified with the uh, 49ers beat, and it said that the most certain – Mozart over Morris is not permanent. Okay. So it was just dependent on the day. So we'll see if that comes out to be true. I did put in a waiver, but I was waiver 14, so I couldn't go down, and there was no yeah. one else I really wanted to claim. So I just put a waiver in for him. But I think this is going to be – and also, Breda was banged up, you got to remember, too. He wasn't yep. even supposed to play. So I think with him healthy ne- healthier next week, Maybe Morris gets three carries, and there's six, seven left for Mozart. I, uh, I don't think it's going to be anything that you could start at any point. Okay, I can, uh, I can get on board with that. Um, moving on down the list for running backs, Fam's team really just taking a hit. It's like I said, we we were talking about it before. We don't know for sure what's going to happen, but the, the news we've heard is going to be an extended uh, outing for Marshawn Lynch. Not good. Uh, who are you picking up right now? Do you, do you trust Doug Martin to, to pick up this slack? Is it going to be Jalen Richard? Is it going to be DeAndre Washington? Is Chris Warren going to put his leg back together and come out there? <laughs> what, what do you, you think is going to happen, Greg? What are, you, what are your thoughts? And are, are you buying anyone specifically? No, I'm not. Um, I don't. Uh, maybe Jalen Richard and our. Uh, PPR league will have the most value. I think Doug Martin's washed. Uh, I think, yeah, basically Jalen Richard in a PPR maybe as a flex, but I want to see it play out for a week before. Like, I would never have confidence to start him week eight when they come out of their bye if Marshawn's actually out. It's basically just avoid that backfield. I think they'll have to throw 50 times to even have a chance to uh, be relevant. So I would maybe, maybe it can help Amari and Jordy Nelson for the weeks that Marshawn's out because they just won't be able to run the ball. But they uh, they got Indy the week they come out of the bye. So, yeah, honestly, it's just avoid that backfield until Marshawn's. He's the only one that I would trust with any reliability. Chad? Yeah, no, I definitely agree that Richard is probably the, the guy that I would want to target. Uh, to fill in for Marshawn. Um, 
I, I wonder if, if Marshawn comes back and goes off for 120 yards, two touchdowns, is that Nick's best opportunity to sell him high? Do you think he has much left? I don't, I don't think Nick wants to sell him high. I think Nick wants to ride him out because he wants to win this year. I, I think Nick's, Nick's taking him to the grave. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. I, I don't see how he could sell him high. Look at how he's starting Edo Smith and Ronald Jones this week without him. <laughs> like, how, how can he sell? He can't. He, 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 maybe he gets Deontay Foreman back and he's relevant, but they already said he's, he's allowed to come off, but he's not coming off yet. Freeman on IR. He's got Edo Smith, Ronald Jones, C.J. Anderson, Chase Edmonds, Martin. His running backs is just... It's a disaster right now. Edo Smith is did. probably his best running back. That's healthy. He did actually reach out to me today for uh, Latavius and and Peyton Barber. Nothing. Nothing yeah. came of it. Terrible yeah, we offense, spoke. But. We spoke about Peterson too, potentially, but nothing came of it either. Hmm. He's nervous. I mean, I would be too. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good. He's his wide receivers are elite. He just has nothing in the backfield right now. And he specifically traded back to get the RB depth, and it's still not working. I mean, he traded back for Ronald Jones. So. No, but he, he also <laughs> got Marshawn in that trade, too. No, 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 Marshawn was the Evans deal. And he got picked two in that, right? So he got picked pick two. two. Oh, and then he traded guys. Yeah, and then he traded pick two for pick seven and eight, and then he traded eight to me. No. What did he get for eight? How did he... Did he get Deontay Foreman? Yeah, he got Deontay Foreman seven and eight for Corey Coleman and two. Okay, so then how did he lose one of them? Because I see Rojo as the rookie. He What's traded the other one rookie? to Fam. He traded one one to Dooch, sorry, for Chubb, right? I think. Oh yeah, because Dooch took Chubb at seven. Yeah, Dooch took Chubb at seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, I don't no matter know what, what he did, it, it's not it's not oh, good. Oh, oh no 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 no, Greg, it was to me for Amari. It was one of the first oh, I got. It was one of the, yeah. One of the first I got for Amari, and then I traded that first to, for Chump. Right. That's why. I'll tell, okay. you, right. I'll tell you what he should have done. He should have drafted and traded for every handcuff, and then all those handcuffs should have hit. Like the yeah, air, yeah. The error strategy. Yeah, he, wasn't, he really perfectly. wasn't thinking about that. Um, I mean, maybe next year, though. Um, <laughs> but he did. Well, he that's did. true, because every year, there is, two years ago, it was Itzler that hit on every handcuff, and now it's you, so somebody's got to do it. That's it. Um, So, perfect segue um, to Nick's drafting ability. Judge sentences Dat to IR um, for the rest of the year. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not going to use the word on the podcast, but (laughs) Judge Ito um, (laughs) taking over for for Dat. Um, It's a great pick. It ended up working out for Fam. Do you like Judge for for the rest of the season? Do you like his long-term outlook? Um, Chad, I'll tell this one to you. Yeah, I actually like Ito Smith over Tevin Coleman going forward. Ito Smith, Smith has scored a touchdown in each of the last three games. I think that he's going to slide more into the Devontae Freeman role, and I think Tevin Coleman's going to remain the change of pace back. That's interesting. Greg, you have, you have similar thoughts, different thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think they'll probably split the load 50-50. I don't think Ito Smith is going to score every week like he has been, but... Yeah, I I can get behind the fact that he's going to have a little bit more value than Cole. I don't think either one of them is going to be more than a flex guy for normal teams. But, yeah, because Edo Smith hasn't gotten more than, without a touchdown, he's been like 5.6 point range. So, 
if he doesn't score, he's going to have a down week. But, hey, I mean, I've seen weirder things happen than just a guy having a nose for the end zone for one year. So, so if you're a running let's, – let's say you're fam right now and you don't have Edo Smith. Are you willing to offer like a late first for Edo Smith? What, what's the best deal you're, you're offering for Edo at this point if you're fam? Mm, that's a tough call. Um, it's such a gamble because oh, absolutely. I think I think that if you are in win now mode, I think you're paying higher because you know oh, he's yeah. going to be a guy that's going to produce for you now and not maybe not so soon in the future, but you know beyond that. Um, late first, I don't know. I think maybe okay. somewhere in the second. Yeah, you read my mind. I was I was in the second round range. I'm not giving up a first for Edo Smith with Devonta Freeman locked up long term. His best case scenario next year is Tevin Coleman's role, expected role this year. So yeah, yeah I can't give a first for a guy that's not even gonna. He's not even gonna be elite down the stretch. If he was gonna be like a bell cow down the stretch, yeah, maybe maybe for a win now team you can give a lay first, but you can't do it for a guy that's not even gonna be a bell cow this year and then next year goes back to. Handcuff. Yep, I probably do late second, early third. Uh, Chad, I will, I will toss this one to you because um, it's your team, your boy, and I'll get too heated talking about him. Um, take him away. Your, your ex, your backup. You're not even on the roster running back. Tell me about him. Uh, you know, I continue to be sad, but I continue to take solace in the fact that James Conner is really good and is producing week to week. So, do I miss Bell? Yes, but I don't miss him as much as I thought it would because of James, the Terminator Connor. You mean James, fantasy RB four Connor? Yeah, him. Greg, what are your thoughts? Um, Le'Veon. I was listening to what was it? DLF either today, yesterday, sometime, and they had an interesting. Le'Veon was down to eighteen in the ADP already. And they were all saying that he should be lower, like wow. as in worse, because they said I think it was him eighteen and Keenan nineteen, and they unanimously selected Keenan, and then they went through a couple of other names, and they had him down to like twenty five. And honestly, I couldn't really argue because you have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You he could go to the worst situation imaginable, and fade to an RB two in a year. And you don't know if you're going to get anything this year, even if he comes back, fakes an injury, gets paid. I mean, that's obviously what he's worried about right now, just getting to January to get his uh, money. So, And also, that's going to be a big thing. He's going to go wherever the money is in the offseason. I would, I would assume that's 100% at this point. He's just following the money. He doesn't care about what situation he's in. Granted, he could be immune to situation. He is a very, very good running back. But... If he goes to, um, what do you maybe help me out here? What's a terrible situation? Well, he's been terrible. Terrible. Like, yeah, I was I was gonna say Raiders, but that I think that actually be a good situation. I would um, say the Jets situation. is a big one. What'd you say, Chad? The Jets has been rumored a lot for him. Jets. I've seen Colts, but I don't think that's too terrible because I think Luck will check down I don't, it I don't down even think the day. Jets is a bad situation either. He's a he's a, he catches balls and the Jets are down. I think he'd be like a dominant fantasy player on the Jets. Yeah, I don't. I, he catches balls, so I think he'll always like his floor is still going to be RB two. He's not going to yeah. fl- fall to like a flex or anything, but I think his days of being a 
like no doubt RB one first round startup or in the past. I think maybe possibly for good because even when he comes back, what is he twenty eight? Yeah. When he comes back, yep, it's twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean at that point, and he's got his long term deal locked up. He's I don't think he'll ever regain the form of a round one startup. So let so let me um, ask this. Uh, are you doing a, a if you're the bell owner, are you doing a wait and see approach or would you take like if someone offered you like one oh four, would you sell him for that? Uh, depends on team construction because with a big wide receiver draft coming up if you need a running back. But also you might want to wait neck maybe Bell has a dominant game week eleven. Or maybe that's after the trade deadline. Maybe he has a dominant game week one next year. You could probably flip him for way more than that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would sell. Um, I don't think, yeah. If, if I held him for this long, I don't think I would sell him now. Yeah, you got to, if you, maybe if you're out of it week five next year, you flip him for a ton if he's playing well. And then if he's not playing well, uh, you, eat, you eat the bullet because he kind of screwed you over. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next position, um, uh, when when Greg read over this list, um, we do have an agenda that we set out just so we have talking points and, and ideas. We can keep it organized and, and flowing as a podcast in general. Um, the blood flow, I, I can see it from from my office, and Greg is, is currently in, in Holland. Um, Greg, do you want to, you want to take away talking about this one specific wide receiver? Yes, yes, I would love to. We're going to talk about the man of myth, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon played 63 out of 78 snaps, I believe it was, this week, and had nine targets from Tom Brady. If that happens every week, he's a wide receiver one the rest of the season. I'm just going to come out and say it. There's no doubt in my mind he's a wide receiver one if he's getting nine to ten targets a week from Tom Brady. He had, I think it was a box score line wasn't as good as he played this week. He had, I think, 45 yards, 42 yards, but... He had a huge play that drew a defensive pass interference that got over. Uh, that doesn't count for fantasy. So you take that, you give him another uh, 40 yard. You make it an 80 yard game. He's going to score his touchdowns, as you saw the last week with Brady. I mean, he's getting nine to ten targets a week. He's a wide receiver one the rest of the year. I'm just going to come out and say it. There's nothing, nothing else to say. Josh, wide receiver one, Gordon. Moving on. Uh, honestly, I could I could agree with that. Um, it's pretty typical. Um, he goes to the Patriots, starts immediately with no practice at all, off an injury, and still does well. Brady trusts him enough to throw out the triple coverage. It's just it's it's just the perfect ending to the Browns saga. Um, <laughs> really, really all you can say. Chad, any any other thoughts before we move on? Yeah, I'm just not I'm not gonna get behind the wide receiver one thing. I think that he'll be a wide receiver two. But that's mainly my bias towards hating Josh Gordon. <laughs> that's 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 also fair. Biases do exist in fantasy football. Um, we'll be quick about this next one. At this point, Dontrell Inman is a, is a guy who had some fantasy relevance a couple of years ago in the Chargers. Just gets signed to the Colts, who have been ravaged by injuries across the board. Are you buying Dontrell Inman? Let's let's set the value at a third. If, if you needed a wide receiver and you have a third-round pick, would you buy Dontrell Inman? Would you take that shot? Chad? No. Okay. Greg? 
No, because I'm currently adding him off waivers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like why, why would I give a third? <laughs> I just added him. He's on my roster. I have Don Chilinman. Yo, Greg. <laughs> you want to give me for a third? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want him? No, no, I mean, I have sentimental value with Don Chell. He started in the playoffs for me a couple years ago. And he actually dropped like a 20 spot, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I remember he was good. He had some, he had yeah. some relevance. Yeah, I mean, he's a decent receiver. I'll see what he happens this week with luck. Maybe get the little connection there. I think Ryan Grant's banged up, so yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, congrats on the, the Inmanet. Who'd you cut? I cut Nick Vanette because mm-hmm. Olsen's back, and he already has bye, so I shouldn't need Vanette again unless Olsen's foot explodes. Gotcha. Um, so now, like I said, at the start of the wide receiver section, the blood flow was seen from Holland. We needed a way to bring that down um, <laughs> to a more flaccid level. So now we're going to talk about Tyreek Hill. Um, just his value in general. I'll be very quick about it. I was thinking about this before the podcast. Just a shout out to Isler. Um, how much, like, what do you need to buy Tyreek Hill right now? I'm thinking it's three first. I'm thinking he hit three first territory. Do you agree or disagree? I'll throw it to Greg. Three firsts is a lot. I was about to, no. I was about to say two firsts, and I thought everyone was gonna have like an uproar. You just kind of stole my thunder. I was I was about to say I Addy like an early early first, and then any a random first. I think he's worth right now. I told I I changed earlier this year. I said he's good. He's still gonna have those games where he just disappears because if he doesn't hit a fifty yard touchdown, he's kind of useless that game. I think, but. I mean, with Mahomes in that offense, he's hitting it more than he's not hitting it. So that's what I'm saying. That's, that's an elite, elite <laughs> offense. Chad, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think I think two first is definitely the value I would put on him. Um, I've always liked Tyreek Hill. Um, he's just he's just faster than everyone else on the field. It's actually crazy to see. But like like Greg said on that offense, you know, he had three touchdowns last week. So like he could just explode any day. And I think he, I think he's more boom than he is bust. Yep, I can agree with that. Um, all right, so Greg, I'll give you one last question. Would you do, let's say, 108, 111, and 114 for Tyreek? Yeah, I would give three late firsts or mid okay. to late. Yeah, if I'm not giving up. Three mid to late. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking two with one of them being an early, okay. an early pick. Yeah, because right. yeah, this week he's, I mean, this year he's been – 41 36 and then 17 10 10 7 which is so all very solid yeah 7 7 oh yeah but if you're put, putting him in as a wide receiver one 7 10 10 is not really huge but i mean it's not going to kill you either yeah so yeah he's not he hasn't really busted except for the seven point week two two for 51 so he's still at 51 yards the week he yeah, I mean he's he's good. I I already said at the beginning of this year I came around on him, and uh, he's he's good at football. Pretty pretty soon you'll come around <laughs> to the the Chiefs running back too. Pretty soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, so the tight end position, um, the notes that we have are everyone sucks, but Gronk, Kittle, Kelsey, and Joku. Thoughts, um, Chad? Would you add anyone to this list? Um, slightly biased because of Njoku, but because since Baker, he's he's had an uptick of targets. It's been like ten and nine. Yeah, I would, um, I would add. So Zach. I'm 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 happy to put him back in in that range. You're leaving out thoughts? Zach. You're leaving out Zach Ertz. I would take yeah, Zach, Zach Ertz. Oh wait, okay. yeah, that's, that's my own fault. That's my own fault. I, I was doing this rushing um, while doing work. 
Um, yeah, Ertz is obviously in there. Um, anybody else? Uh, probably like Clive Walford. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> hey, SJ. Keith Miller. Keith <laughs> Miller. Maybe Kevin Boss. Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> all good names. Um, all right, so we're on the same page there. And then um, the last two questions I have are actually coming from the kicker. Um, Greg, basically Hall of Fame fantasy player Zerline, is coming back this week. Over under five firsts for Tiz to move Zerline. I honestly truly think if you offered Tiz five firsts for Zerline, he would not do it. You should be banned from playing fantasy football if you don't take five firsts for a kicker. (laughs) (laughs) I I truly don't know if he would do it. I, I don't. I don't know. I would hope that he is smart enough to not do that. Or to do that, I mean. I mean, what, all right, so let's put it this way. If he puts wait, wait, can I game, chime in here? Because uh, yeah. I actually, a few weeks ago, inquired on Zerline to make a deal. <laughs> oh, what was it? What was it? Yeah. <laughs> the, the talks were, what would you want with Lutz for Zerline? Nothing. Dope. Zerline is too valuable. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> those, those were the talks then. So, five firsts. Not not enough because nothing is enough. <laughs> He's a kicker. I, I inquired. I was like, "What's in like a late pick or like some bench guy would maybe get him?" Nope, nothing. Not movable. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I love everything about that. Um, so, lastly, before we move on to trades and bets, um, Cairo Elite Priority Free Agent Santos is back on the waiver. Chad, um, would you like to say a few words for his vigil? Yeah. Uh... I want the Taps music to start playing right now. There it goes. You know, Cairo's bounced around the league a lot. Um, He was my boy when he was on the Chiefs. I miss him like crazy, and I wish him nothing but the best. My my little Brazilian boy. That was real touching, Chad. I uh, appreciate your words there. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So now that we've all been touched and moved um, in many different ways, there's a lot of emotions swirling. Let's go into some trades. So the first one we have here is a three-way deal, which we love three-way deals. Anytime that happens, it's just it's just an exciting time. So Rob Sethler gets Jamal Charles and adds 2022nd, which according to Josh is the worst trade of all time. Greg gets Alfred Morris and Ad gets Greg's 2023rd, Marcus Murphy and Duke's 2019 fourth. Um, Greg, so you were involved. Um, give us, walk us through the talks a little bit and let us know what your thoughts on who won the So I was trying to get Alf for a couple weeks from Rob, but he just kept on demanding a second, and I just didn't have it. So then when Addy was playing Rob this week, and Rob had very massive RB issues, I was like, hmm, this is my opportunity to get a third team involved maybe get Addy to see the added bonus behind getting Rob to lose an RB and make my move. So I reached out to Ad and I was like, I need a second. You have Chad's 2020. How can I get that? I have a 2023. Marcus Murphy's a handcuff to McCoy. If McCoy gets dealt or goes down, then you still have Marcus Murphy. I'll be at the Bills. We went over this already. They kind of stink. But it's still a handcuff, and he'll still be getting carries, so he has value. Um, and then I tossed uh, – Addy tossed in uh, – oh, no, that was all he tossed in. And then Rob tossed in a fourth to get this done. 
So, oh, and then Jamal Charles side for Josh's sake. Jesus. Josh was not too happy to see Jamal <laughs> Charles's name <laughs> to come up in a deal. He saw that Jamal was in it and automatically assumed Rob lost. <laughs> but Rob just needed somebody that would get the ball this week to put at running back. And all, may I add, he, I, unless he was negative, he did better than Alf. Because I put Alf in my lineup and he dropped a 0.0 and got zero carries. So <laughs> that was the first time this year that I've made the the big start-sit mistake. I started Alf over AP and Alf dropped Alf dropped a solid zero. Thank God it didn't cost me, but we'll get to that later. Yep. Uh, Chad, who do you think won? Who do you think lost? I got to be honest. I think the, the best piece in this slop-ass trade is my 2022nd. So... I got. I think Rob won this. Yeah, it's not good. Completely honest. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you there too. After Alf dropped the zero, the trade became really, really filled with nothing. In, in what yeah. world are Jamal Charles, Alfred Morris, and Marcus Murphy involved in a three-way trade with no other players? <laughs> Only elite. I have. I have no comments on the matter. Only elite dynasty. <laughs> Um, I mean, the, the next trade's not much better. Um, I, I made a waiver, waiver number five, gave up Greg's 19 third, used waiver number five to take the other running back in the backfield of the 49ers, Kyle Juszczyk. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. You took a fullback. <laughs> I took a fullback. He put more points in Alf with a fumble. He had a fumble and still managed to outproduce Alf in fantasy. Um, he put up 2.6 even with the fumble. Um, but Roto destroyed me and said Kyle Juszczyk should not be rostered in any format whatsoever, not even like fullback premium. Um, so, yeah, I lost the trade. I already caught Kyle Juszczyk. So. Oh, that's a good run. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Shooter's going to shoot. You want something to do something. We're, we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, can we move on to the trade that actually has some relevant pieces? Kojak obtains Shady McCoy, Greg's 2022nd, and Ad obtains Greg's 2021st and Tiz 2019 third. So Ad finally using this window that he had to deal Shady McCoy. So the Shady McCoy era is over for Ad, and it starts on Team Suck. Can we talk about that for a second? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Yeah, is there a story? I woke up and I was like, guys, can someone explain to me this team name? Like, is there a story behind it? And everyone was like, nope. Yeah, I have no idea. No no story. (laughs) I haven't seen Kojak today. He was not in the office. I have no idea. Anything, <laughs> suck it. But I kind of love it. I feel personally attacked because he's playing me, and so I was like, "Is he telling me to suck it? Like, what did I do?" I don't know. Um, yeah, Chad, Chad, I'll start with you quick. Uh, let's just pick sides. Who do you who do you like in this trade? Uh, I like Ad side. I think he sold nice and high on Shady, similar to what I did with Hyde last year. Good, uh, Greg. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why Kojak's buying a thirty-year-old running back. But uh, I think everyone sees the first and they go, oh, Ad got a first from McCoy, which he did. But really, he just moved up 12 spots in the draft for McCoy. Yeah. And and got a kick in third. So it's it's not as bad as it. It's not like he just gave a first straight up. He's still got. And the seconds are both the first and second are both mine in the same year. So it's literally uh, 14 spots. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I still think Ad won the trade, but I, I, it's looking like he's going full-blown rebuild build mode. 
but we'll get to the matchups later to see how that looks. Yep, absolutely. Um, so no bets. Life sucks. So we're going to move on to the recap of last week. Um, so last week was a... I'm not even going to say it was an exciting week. Pretty pretty underwhelming, and I think it was brought to light the fact there were a lot of buys um, taking over this week. So pretty much everyone was under projection outside of three people. I want to say it was me, Dooch, and maybe Greg. Um, yeah, I had a big week, so um, I was definitely over. And I think Josh probably, too. And Actually, Josh. There was, I don't know. There's a lot. Ridge had like 180. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, only three people. I feel, yeah, I feel like there was more. You know what? Um, it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> We can just strike that from the record. Um, so just go over a quick recap of what happened, um, and then we'll preview next week and move on to episode 41. Um, so first, uh, I got another win. I'm 3-3. Three and three. I don't know if you've all heard. Um, I'm in the playoff hunt, out of the cellar, fighting for the ninth spot overall, me. Um, beat Kojak 152-120. to 120. Um, Ravens D led the way with 21 points. Um, Really a fantastic win for me, so I'm happy. Um, it was projected close. Um, any, any thoughts on this win? Uh, Ravens D having 11 sacks shutout is going to help any team. But, yeah, James Conner is your difference maker until Le'Veon comes back. I think that's going to continue. I like the uh, sound of that. No, nothing I else. That, I hate that I don't have him against you. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty important. I'm pretty happy about that. Moving on, Greg, you uh, take out your your pretty much league rival um, and agent Lee pretty handedly 182 to 146. So if the team agent consistently continues the streak of between 150 and 140 at 146. Um, it's got to, got to feel nice for you, Greg. Yeah. I mean, that was a big win. Now I'm a game up on him and due to scheduling in Yahoo system, I have an extra division game. So all I'm going to need to do in the end is tie Nick to edge him out uh, for any tiebreakers. I'm not going to overlook Wire, but if it comes down to me and Nick, I'll, and even Wire, I have an extra division game on. So, But I'm just happy that trading for Alf didn't cost me, yep. mostly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chad, I'll let you talk about the next one. So this is, this is big for one of our co-hosts. Uh, Rob handedly taking out Ad with probably the worst score of the season, unfortunately. 129 to 77. Anytime you put up sub 100, it's not good. I know I've been there for four years in a row, but 77 is not a good score. Um, Chad, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, no, I mean, you're totally right. Rob's been floating around, you know, between 120 and 140, I feel like, all all year. So kudos to him, a guy that we think, you know, is you know, has one of the worst teams, is actually putting up decent numbers. Um, and he's getting it from people that you would think you he wouldn't get it from. Like Mitchell Trubisky having 34. Tyler Boyd is broken out of nowhere with 21. And even his defense. Yeah, Tyler Boyd is currently like wide receiver 10. And even his IDP is putting up 25 combined. Like that's a really good week for Rob. And Those points matter. You go over yeah, to yeah. Ad, ad side and you hate to see it. A, a zero from Cleveland. A one from his, his IDP. Just his whole team underperforming. Um, and most of them in the um, single digits. So he'll yeah, look to rebound next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was a tough one. Um, Mixon administration with the closest win of the week over uh, Itzler and, and and Buck Allen 
134 to 129. I, I honestly thought Itzler was going to come back after that Tyreek Hill performance. Um, but why are edging out another win? And he, he is a force. He's, he's proved it. No matter, no matter how he gets the win, he's, he's consistently getting wins. Yeah, I mean, this win isn't as great as, as his other wins. Point total-wise, 134 is pretty average. And Itzler underperformed. I mean, they both did. But, you know, Wire squeaked out a win here. The, the whole bottom half of Wire's roster didn't totally perform all that well. But, you know, you had the usual suspects. Joe Mixon putting up 17, Matt Ryan 30. And you're right. Like, I, I was watching that game with Tyreek Hill, and I thought that Itzler was going to come out of nowhere and get a lucky win over Wire. But he did not. And he left points on his bench, too. Tough. Tough loss. Um, yeah. Josh, moving up in the power rankings with back-to-back dominant weeks, upsetting Rodgers, um, which I hate because it really impacts my playoff opportunity. That would be huge for me yeah, if same. I win and Rodgers loses. Uh, uh, I mean, Rodgers <clears throat> wins. Um, but you know what? It, it, that's that's why we play the game. You know what I mean? It's surprising each week. But Josh drops 160 against Rodgers. Rodgers underwhelming, too. You think uh, his regime's finally over? You think he misses playoffs this year? Um, I think that's a little, uh, pushing it, missing the playoffs. It's like an but, ESPN uh, highlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, like, it was like the, what was it, the Jets and the Giants? It was like, Jets, Kings of New York with Darnold? It's like, they're like three and three, and they beat like three of the worst teams in the NFL. Like, easy guys. Like, but yeah, I mean, now that DJ's not two players in one in the backfield, because McCoy is the worst OC ever. Uh, I think Rodgers is uh, definitely vulnerable until Le'Veon comes back. And as we discussed before, who knows what that means when he does. So. Yep. Absolutely. Moving on to uh, second to last game. Uh, Ridge over Trainer. Trainer just cannot buy a win, and he's not putting up bad scores. <laughs> 141 to 176 loss for Trainer. He needs Dalvin Cook back. Um, and I know I think this week he has Devontae Adams out. He might get another loss again. It's just not his year, man. It's it's tough. Um, any any thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, it's just crazy that he, his total points for is eight forty four, and he's zero and six. And that that points forward beats like almost five people in our division alone. So he's been really yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. unlucky with that. I mean, what are you going to do? We do the division. The divisions are starting to write themselves, though. We're finally the gutter in our division is getting to average. Like I said, last year, if Rob put up the same points, he would be competitive. He's dropping like consistent one thirties. So I mean, it's it's going to write itself. It's just taking time. Um, Greg, any thoughts? Yeah, uh, I mean, at least for Tiz's own sanity, starting Dalvin Cook when he was inactive didn't matter. So. Yep, I don't think there's anyone that he could have put in that spot that would have mattered. Maybe Cole Beasley would he scored 26. No, I wouldn't have wouldn't have mattered. He'd lost by 35. So yeah, there's no one that uh, no one would have mattered. So for his own sanity, at least he didn't do anything that uh, could have made a difference in the matchup with uh, the Dalvin Cook starting fiasco. Yep, and lastly, Dutch destroys handsome Chad 195 to 130. Dooch just continuing utter dominance. Is is this Dooch's year? It might be Dooch's year. I mean, he's finally finally getting vengeance for Cardinals D. 
Oh god. Yeah, this might be douches here. I mean, I definitely underperformed like usual, but you know, there's nothing I can do when douche is putting up 195 points on me. Um, but he, you know, he's getting Melvin Gordon is having a really, really good year. That trade is working out beautifully for him. Um, but you know, I I can't win when I have my wide receiver two and my defense putting up a combined 2.1 points. So. Yeah. And you're right that yeah. And you're I was gonna say your wide receiver one even and your wide receiver two, both your wide receivers ten combined is just not gonna it's just not gonna cut it. Also I just I wanna mention this. The Ravens had eleven sacks and CJ Mosley had three point five points. So <laughs> that's the way my season has been going. Ravens elite D. <laughs> Ravens I, just saying I hate that I have to love the Ravens, but you know what? It is what it is. It's fantasy. You bite your tongue. Um, so let's let's preview next week. Um, we'll start with the game, uh, Greg. I I'm not even trying to reverse jinx you here. I just don't think I have a chance. I just unfortunately <laughs> running into you. Unfortunately, running into you without my two best players and my defense is basically an RB one is playing the second best offense in the league. So just nothing. Nothing's really working out for me. Not that I would have beat you anyway, but I think it would have been more competitive. But I could see myself dropping sub 100 this week. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. I, I'd be pretty disappointed if you would beat me this week. I think I'm projected to win by, what is it, 26? 30-something, like yeah. No, it's 20. 26. Yeah. That feels like it's the projection's closer than how I feel. Every week this year, I've been nervous about a loss and this against our division now that I've played our whole division. I've been nervous every week that I could lose. This is the first week where I'm like, ah, I think I got this. Yeah, I, th- I think this is, a, this is a lock for you. Um, so we'll move on. Uh, Ridge versus Agent Lee. Um, I don't know if just Fam hasn't adjusted his roster, but he was projected 123 at the time. It could just because of the injuries. Um, my phone's on 2% battery, so I'm not going to be able to pull up the exact matchup. I think this but is legit. That yeah, legit. it is. It is legit. He's got... Rogers, Cooper, Lynch, Juju, all on buys. He might be in trouble this week. He's projected to lose by like almost thirty. Yeah, that's uh, that's just a really unfortunate week. But like you said, with, with these, at least you get them all out of the way at once. Um, it's, ne- it's never ideal when you want to when you want CJ Beathard as your your quarterback. No, uh, no, good. Yeah. And he dropped he dropped Alex Smith. Dude, Alex Smith is on the wire. Wait, can we talk about Beathard? He hasn't dropped under 20 in a game all year. Like, Let's not slander Beathard here. He does launch the ball. Roto was talking about that. I've never actually watched him play. Whenever he's on, I, I honestly just changed the channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I have no interest in watching him, but I guess I guess he's playing better than No, I, I think Beathard's the least of his issues this week when he's got Ronald Jones in his starting running back slot. And, and Damian Ratley, who I can yeah. guarantee 75% of the fantasy football world knows nothing about also I, wait I, can we talk about his kicker did kai forbath change his name or something now he's got like some hawaiian name it's or like a different guy yeah it's kai yeah. May something. but even his last name changed yeah i think it's a different guy it's a different guy is that a different guy yeah it's just a different texans kick, kicker with a name like kai, kai May, fair yeah yep. like that's wild i thought it was the same guy i googled him before i was like what's going on here <laughs> i couldn't figure it out yeah, no, different, different guy. Um, but yeah, Fam's in trouble. That's uh, that's super tough. Um, he did actually offer me Damian Ratley before. I, I'm pretty <laughs> positive Damian Ratley like destroyed. I don't think he has like a shoulder left. I, I don't know. I don't even think he's active. I don't know why he's still playing. Moto hasn't updated. 
Yeah, I think he's dead. Um, okay. So moving on to the closest. Uh, yeah, closest. No, this there's, there's a lot of close matchups right now. Uh, Josh versus Rob, one twenty eight to one twenty nine. Um, it's tough to ever predict these matchups because Josh can have his weeks where he puts up like one eighty, or he can put up like an average one thirty five, and Sekulow has a chance. Um, I, I think I'm going to go Josh here, but you never know. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one. I want to root against Josh because he's in my division. I, I feel like he's like one of my bigger competition that to squeaking in the playoffs. I mean, I already think I'm a long shot, but him winning, him continuing to win definitely does not aid people like me and you, Eric. So no, no, not at all. So with that said, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Rob and hopefully Rob can squeak out a win here. Oof. I looking at I like that Josh has two guys on Thursday. We'll get answers to this real quick. He's got Thomas and Kirk going Thursday night. Yeah. I think that game is going to be a disaster, though. So I'm going to take Rob because I think that game is going to be about 14-10 on Thursday night. <laughs> might might be going to bet the under soon. We'll we'll see about that. I like it. I like um, it. But yeah, I'm going to go with Chad and take uh take Rob here. Okay. Okay. Um. Triforce versus Team Nuck if you buck. I, I just, I for whatever reason, I, I don't think the gods want Trainer to get a win this year. I'm going, uh, I'm going, uh, if. Trainer gets the win this week. Let's go, Chad. I'm calling it. I'm with You're you. You're both calling it. I'm with okay. you. Dalvin Cook practiced fully today. I like it, Chad. I'm with you. Let's do it. Even though he's got Derrick Henry in his lineup, I still think he wins. Despite that, fact. give me give me a first for Lat Murray. Uh, Cook's never playing again. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> another close matchup. Um, I mean, this is the prominent matchup. This is the matchup for top of our division. Thielens um, versus Falco, one forty-seven to one forty-six. Dooch has just been a force. He's been unstoppable, and I don't think he has many buys this week. I'm I'm going I'm going Dooch. I think he runs train on on Rogers. Pretty sure the Steelers have a bye, so he's got AB. Oh oh yeah, they do because James Conner. You're absolutely right. And Ben. Oh, oh yeah. Well, he's got Rivers, so yeah, he still has Rivers, which is good. I mean, he's uh, still they are has... in London, so that's always who the heck knows what's going to happen over there. Yeah, I still I still think Dooch pulls it out. This is actually on the app. It has Dooch one forty six point four two and Rogers one forty six point four six, so it's point oh four difference on the app that's why that's is funny. It? So it's, it's it's updated <laughs> since i did this at like 650 no oh, why sorry, is five. i'm on the computer and it's 148.36 to 146.11 also so rogers doesn't have a defense here. in yeah rogers has no defense and no defense on his roster so he's going straight waiver waiver wire here i'm gonna still give it to deuce though yeah uh, do, I th- if deuce wins he like Locks up the division, right? Three game lead with three to play. Pretty much. I yep. mean, with six to play, he's not going to lose. Love that. He's not going to lose three. This is. I think this is a can't lose for Rogers if he wants to win the division. But that being said, I'm taking Dooch. Works for me. I'm on the same boat. Um, last two games we're going to go over. Um, Bellagio versus Mixon, one twenty eight to one thirty seven. Um, I think I had to fall. I'm going to take Wire here. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I think Ad rebounds in a big way. I think Ad wins. Yeah, I disagree. Saints got the Ravens. If the Saints don't combine for about 65, Addy's got no shot. So I'm going with Mixon. 
and why? Uh, just remember who picked you. <laughs> uh, do my picks go on the record as uh, Addy's picks, or is this like a no? We like stop NCA. Is this like a game day? Celebrity I, cu- I couldn't section? even tell you who won last week. I don't even know <laughs> my picks. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lost cause. It is. We tried. We'll just all buy each other dinner and, and orgy. You know. And what? What? Um, oh, doc? and and, um, and uh, um, yeah, doc. Like fishing. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like take take a, a charter out and, and fish. Oh, cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. And then we'll dock the other way, you know, you know, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, on dock the boat, correct. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll end up with the last matchup of the week. Team Suck It <laughs> versus Chad. 130 to 147. Chad, you never know which Chad is going to pop up. Are you going to put up 215 or are you going to put up... 98. I've only... What's going to be this week, Chad? Give me some insight. So, I've had a really weird year. I've only scored either in the 90s, in the 130s, or the 210s. So, <laughs> chances are I'm not going to put up 147. And the odds are I'll put up lower than that. But I still think that I will be Kojak. Okay. Greg, what do you think? Yeah, so far your score's been pretty... I mean, the other team's score's been pretty irrelevant. You're either going to demolish them or get demolished by them. Like, doesn't even matter. There's a score, like a normal score, and you'll either lose by 50 or win by 60. <laughs> I think this might be a win by 60 week because of all these green matchups I have. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you got this in the bag this week. I'm taking Chad. You're the Tory Smith of the league, Chad. How does that make you feel? Uh, not very good. <laughs> can I, can um, I sit yeah, on the Chad, bench I'm, so I, I am give... going you th- I am going you this week. I think uh, Coach Jack takes an L. If I'm Tory Smith, can I just like bench myself so DJ Moore can get more snaps? <laughs> yeah, if that's what you need to do. Absolutely. All right, just fake an injury, man. You got this. Sweet. Um, so that's gonna do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty podcast. Um, so we'll just put it around the room right now. Um, any closing remarks, last minute things, burning items on your mind that you want to get out and you can't hold till next week. Greg, with you being the guest of the podcast, our, our honored guest. Anything you want to put out there for the public? Remember, this is um, this is out public information on iTunes. I'm winning the division. Winning the division, hot take. I love it. Uh, any any reason why, or you just feel it? I'm the best team. Wow. There we go. That's it. Confidence. Confidence is key. Chad, what do you got for us? Uh. Oh. Uh. I'm really looking forward to our Steeler weekend coming up here, Eric. Oh, I cannot wait. It's so close. It's going to be so much fun, dude. It is. And I found out that the Monday after, I need to be on the other side of Pennsylvania by like oh. 9 a.m. Oh, no. And I looked it up, and it's a far and a half hour drive from Pittsburgh. So life sucks, and then you die. Um, but it's going to be a really fun weekend, so I'm not going to let that overshadow it. Are you driving to Pittsburgh? No, no, I'm flying to Pittsburgh, but what I may do is drive from Pittsburgh the morning after the game now to sketch Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, on the other side of that stupid state. So you have to leave at, like, 4 a.m.? Yes, it's it's 3 in the morning, man. Yep, yep, yep. Good Lord. Cool, 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 cool. All right, um, so my hot take of the year is going to be that Roquan Smith emerges as the RB1 that he was supposed to be and drafted to be at the linebacker position, and I picked him up. I currently have four IDPs on my roster. Don't judge me. I love every second of it. Clean um, it up, man. Clean it up. <laughs> never. Um, 
So like I said, that's going to do it for this edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast, episode EFV40. Um, want to say thank you for listening. Um, Chad, why don't you hit them with the social media? Sure. It's uh, at Elite Dynasty Pod on all social media outlets. Hit me up for trades. Uh, looking to move Albert Wilson. So come get him. Ooh. Ooh, Chad, I will um, not be hitting you up. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, yeah. But like I said, thank you very much for listening, and that'll do it. Have a great night. Later. Bye.